welcome. You're about to hear an inspirational message by David Entry. May your faith increase and your heart be stirred towards God as you listen to this life-transforming message. Press subscribe so you're the first to know when the messages are released. Blessed are your ears for the things they hear. How do you thrive in your Christian life? Second Peter chapter 3 verse 18. 2 Peter 3.18 But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. To him be the glory, both now and forever. Amen. Read it again. But grow in the grace and knowledge. grow in the grace and knowledge. Let's all say that together. Say it again. So that means that you can grow. The Christian life, when you start, is like you are a baby that has been born spiritually and you are supposed to grow. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him. We may grow up in all things into Christ. Bro, sis, are you growing? Are you growing? You've been coming to church for some time now. Are you growing? Yes, because I've stopped smoking. That's not a sign of growth. That's not a sign. I've stopped fornicating. I used to really sleep with my boyfriend every day. Since I came to church, we have stopped. We do it once a week. That's reformation. Reformation of character. So, what is growth? Because if we are supposed to grow, what is growth? You see, when you are growing, then your spiritual life is not hinged on external circumstances. So they can throw you in prison, like John the Revelator, in the, on the eye of Patmos, the one who wrote the book of Revelation. He said, Revelation chapter 1, verse 8 and 9. Revelation 1, verse 8 and 9. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and verse who... Verse 9, verse 9. I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation... I like that bit, you know. Some of you haven't realized that I enjoy preaching about troubles. I really enjoy preaching about troubles for Christ. If you are not ready to suffer for Christ, you are not ready to be a Christian. No, no, no. Jesus said, take your cross and follow me. I taught it last week, didn't I? You are ready to die. Paul said, I'm not only ready to suffer for his name, I want to die for his name. So you, can't, you are not living the Christian life if you are not ready to suffer for his name. So he says that, I am your fellow brother in the tribulations. Read it again. I, John, both your brother and companion mm-hmm. in the tribulation and Tribulation king- is not temptation. Tribulation is afflictions, troubles. Tribulation, troubles. So I'm your brother in both in afflictions and tribulation. Go ahead, read it again. 
I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos. Where was I? The island. Do you know that? They killed him. All the disciples of Jesus, they were killed. There's not one who died of natural causes. Read your Bible and see. And church history. There's no one person, one disciple of Christ, who died of natural causes. All of them were murdered. Some were thrown to lions. Peter was crucified. They wanted to, they were going to crucify him. And he said, please, no, don't crucify me. I don't deserve to die like my savior died. So instead of crucify me, crucify me upside, uh, right way up. Turn me upside down. So he made the turn the cross, his head was down. And he was hanging and they crucified him because he said, I'm not worthy to die like Jesus died. He's my master. Let me die a different way. So if you are going to crucify me, crucify me upside down. Peter was crucified. Paul was executed in Rome. He died. All the rest, everybody got murdered. Why? Because of Christ. None of them died naturally. So when it came to John, John was, they were killing him, but he won't die. They actually boiled him in water and oil. They boiled him and he won't die. <laughs> they did everything. He was not dying. So they said, all right, let's, let's quarantine him. <laughs> yeah, so they took him and to put him on an island. It's called the Isle of Patmos. It's, it's still there in Asia today. Isle of Patmos. They threw him there and he has to stay there and die. Eat whatever he wants to eat. No one goes there because it's an island. That's where they put terrible criminals for wild animals to eat them. And so they put him there. Read it again. I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. So he was thrown on the Isle of Patmos because of the testimony of Christ. They were expecting him to die. And he says that, he said, for the testimony of Jesus Christ, I was thrown on the, the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ, I was thrown on the Isle of Patmos. And you know what happened? Then verse 10 says that, I, John, I was in the spirit on the day of the Lord. They thought they can isolate you, disconnect you from all the rest, and crush or squash your Christian testimony. But because your Christian testimony is not fundamentally extra nose, extra nose means outside of yourself. Your Christian testimony is already inside. So they can disconnect you from all potential opportunities and still you'll be effective because it's inside you. Some of you, if they ban, they said no gatherings again. It's sad the way you backslide. We already come in here. Look at the rubbish things you are doing. Some of you, you are quite shameful. You are so shameful. 
that a Christian, come on, calls himself or herself a Christian, can do what you are doing. You can't do what you are doing. You are very shameful. This is speakable. Yeah, I'm talking about somebody. Ask somebody, maybe you are the one they are talking about. I dare, I dare say to you, you are a hypocrite. You are a hypocrite. You are a hypocrite. Are you trying to say because I did some mistakes, I'm a hypocrite? No, no, it's not a mistake. It's what you don't want to stop. That's what makes you a hypocrite. I'm not talking about when you get tempted and you fall into temptation, you're a hypocrite. I'm talking about when you are doing it, you can be bothered and you are doing it and no one can talk you out of it. The pastor is preaching, you can be bothered. What is a fornication? Why? Who can tell me why I should lose? You are not a Christian. You are a hypocrite. You are a hypocrite. The Bible, I don't live my life by the Bible. You are a hypocrite. You are not a Christian. You can't be a Christian until you start living by the Bible. You cannot be a Christian. You cannot be a Christian. Owning the Bible doesn't make you a Christian. Living by the Bible is what makes you a Christian. So he said, I was on the Isle of Patmos. So they abandoned him. They threw him. They, they isolated him from community and society. Expecting him to be eaten by some wild animals and die. And instead, Bible says in verse 10 of Revelation chapter 1, I was in the spirit on the last day. And I heard behind me. I heard behind me. I heard behind me. A voice. It's like a voice of many waters. Read it. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega. See, they threw him away, abandoned him on the Isle of Patmos, thinking that would be his end. Rather, Jesus came to him. Jesus came to him and showed him things that were happening in the churches of Asia. Even though he was Isle of Patmos, he got inside God. Jesus was telling him, this is what is happening. This was about to happen. You see, when they isolate you, it does not mean that they have disconnected you from Christ. How well are you plugged into Christ so much so that no social condition can disconnect you from Christ? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You are so connected and plugged into Christ that they can't stop you. They, they, they throw you on the Isle of Patmos. Your, all your friends abandon you. And yet you are growing stronger and stronger in the Lord. So what makes you a Christian? You. You think you're a Christian? You. Did you say you're a Christian? I'm asking you. You. What makes you say a Christian? What makes you a Christian? Because you go to church, excuse me, the chairs are always in church. 
the microphone is in church more than most of you here. This microphone has, is about eight years or no, seven years or so. It's always in church. It's been in church more than some of you. So what makes you think you're a Christian? And the microphone is not a Christian. What makes you think you're a Christian? What makes you think you're a Christian? What makes a person a Christian is the word of God that lives in you. First Peter chapter 1 verse 25. is the word that lives in you. If the word of God has not got space in your life, you are not a Christian. So now do you understand why a lot of people call themselves Christian, but they are not? And some of them, when you meet them, you can tell, you are not a Christian. Some of you used to call yourself Christians, but you know you are not. Now you can tell you are a Christian. How many of you identify what I'm saying? Now you can tell you are a Christian because the word of God is your rule. First Peter 1 25. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Mm. Now, this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. Yeah. So that word that endures forever is the word that by the gospel was preached to you. That is what made you a born again Christian. And now what I'm talking about is that you have to grow in the word. Because if you don't grow in the well, in the word, you will easily fall by the wayside. So once you become a Christian, you become born again, you have to now begin to pursue. They isolated him, but his, in his isolation, he had the most amazing revelation in the Bible. Why? Because he was so Christian on the inside, nothing external could take away. Do you know they can't take away what is on your inside from you? No. They can't they can, they can take it away from you. How can you legislate against prayer? How can you legislate against what you are thinking? They can they can't tell you not to think about something. They, unfortunately, they don't know what you are thinking about. It's so inside they can't temper with it. In the same way, your Christian walk, your Christianity must be so deep inside, growing from inside. You are growing. If you are not growing, you can easily fall by the wayside. That's because you can't get stagnant. You must be growing. And what shows that you are growing is the word of God you are growing in. That's what I preached about this morning. So in First Peter chapter 2, verse 1 and verse 2 and verse 3, it says that, therefore, laying aside all, read it. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Tell somebody, lay aside hypocrisy. Lay aside Who should do it for you? You. You have to lay it aside. Tell somebody, I'm not a hypocrite. And I don't intend to be one. So I will never be one. Some people are not saying it. That tells you who they are. Let's try it again. Tell somebody, I'm not a hypocrite. And I don't intend to be one. And I will never be one. So lay aside all hypocrisy, envy. Read it. Therefore, laying aside all malice, malice, all deceit, deceit, hypocrisy. Don't be deceiving us. Envy. You are behaving like you are one of us, but you are here to come and spy on us. You don't like the word of God. There are people who don't like the word of God. They are not. They are not. They are either not Christians, or if they are Christians, they are backslided, or they are not growing. 
one of the things that shows that a person is doing well in your Christian life is not because you stop fornicating. It's not because you stop lying. It's not because you stop pornography. I'm not saying pornography is good or those things are good. Those things are fine. You are not supposed to be doing them. But you cannot be doing them and still not growing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So what, 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 what shows that you are growing? It says that, verse uh, 2. As newborn babes, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word. Desire the pure milk of the word. Say desire. Desire. Say desire. Desire. How many of you have seen uh, a baby that has freshly been born before? Yeah. Maybe not even the hospital. They come home, and there's only one thing they they like doing. What is it? They don't eat milk. Uh, don't, if you have a child and you are breastfeeding, sometimes in the service he has to. So people who come to church with their babies who breastfeed, sometimes you are teaching and they have this thing they cover because the baby doesn't know where you are. I just need my food. No respect of environment. And if you don't give them the milk, you see the way they scream. You remember your baby brother or your baby sister? It's milk, yes, milk. He desires milk so much. And the more they are having this milk, the more they are growing very you know, fat and you carry them. They, sometimes they are so adorable. Oh, babies are so sweet. <laughs> so he was thrown on the Isle of Patmos. And he said on the Isle of Patmos, Christ came to him. It doesn't matter where you are. If you can do this Christian thing properly, you will survive. How do you do it properly? As I said, First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. As newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word. Somebody say desire. desire. Say desire. desire. Say desire. desire. Can I give you a few scriptures? You can write them down because they are going to be a lot. I'm going to rain them on you. I'm raining scriptures. Write them before we read them because they are a lot. Are you ready? All right, Job chapter 23, verse 12. Psalm 1, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 19, verse 7 to 11. Are you ready for this? We are about to zoom on the motorway. Everything is going to be, now the rest of them I'm going to quote from Psalm 119. So I'm going to give you about 10 or 12. Psalm, Psalm 119, verse 16. Verse Verse 159, verse 167, verse 174. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what Christians do. Christians, we, 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 we trade in the Bible. That's, that's. What makes you a Christian is how much the Bible is inside you. What determines you are growing is how much you are growing in the knowledge of God's word. Not theology, but you are reading. Some of you, you don't read your Bible. You don't read it. You are, you are, and you are wondering why you are struggling with sin, temptation. 
Because there's no strength inside you. Psalm 119 verse 11 says that that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. You don't want to sin against God. Get his word inside you. You are so wordless. Wet. Wetless. Wetless. There's no way you can survive a lot of temptation. Can I say that again? The reason why you are not surviving temptations and you are struggling, every time you are falling temptation, tonight you are going to fall, tomorrow you will be falling, is because of lack of word of God inside you. When the devil tempted Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Jesus said, it is written, he quoted the Bible. Satan came to him and said, turn this into bread. Jesus said, it is written, he quoted the Bible. And then he came again in the verse 6 and 9. Jesus said, it is written. And he came again in the verse 9. Jesus said, it is written. All three times Jesus was quoting the Bible. Verse 11 says that, and the devil liveth him alone. Satan hasn't left you alone because there's no word you've got for him. How can you have it? I'm not talking about a word you've just memorized and repeating. The word that is in your heart. You, you let the word of some of you don't read your Bible at all. And you're telling me, but when I read the Bible, I don't understand. Come on. It's not everything you the one you understand. Start doing it. Oh, the Bible is too long and and I don't even know what to read. Are you not that smart? Look at the number of scriptures we have been quoting. Why don't you use that to show where you will read? Why are you after church? Why, why don't you read, open the Bible again? Check what the pastor is saying. Is it really so? That's just Christian duty. Don't take it because the pastor said it. I'm not talking about arrogance. But I'm talking about validate it yourself. That's why I like, let's read from the Bible. I don't want to quote it for you. I'll quote it, but I want you to see it. And by so doing, I'm trying to, <laughs> that's one of the good signs, the signs of a good pastor. It generates an appetite for God's, God's word in you. I don't know those of you have been able to successfully do too. Some of you, since you started listening to me, you have started quoting scriptures. And sometimes you want to, sometimes someone was trying to challenge you and you're trying to quote something, you went home to go and read it again to make sure you see it properly. Yeah. So it makes you familiarize yourself with the Bible. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. If you want to grow, if you want to grow, hallelujah, read your Bible. Pray every day. Read your Bible. If you don't read your Bible, when they throw you on the Isle of Patmos, you will survive. That's how you can only, the only way you can survive as a Christian under any circumstance is when the word of God has already made a way inside you. So the scriptures are quoted from some, um, I think, Job chapter 23, verse 12, it says that I've, I've esteemed your word more than my necessary food. Somebody read it. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. Mm -hmm. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Wow. The words of God's mouth have treasured it more than my necessary food. Psalm 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of sinners, nor walk, no, nor walk in the uh, way of the sinners, or sit in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2. But his delight. Say delight. delight. Say delight. delight. His delight is in the word of the Lord. And in his word he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, who brings forth his fruits in the season. When the word of God is, becomes your delight, you don't waste in life. You bring forth fruits in your season. You can't just be failing exam when the word of God is your delight. Because God will affect you. God will 
do something. I was saying this morning, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, 21, and 22, that my son, give attention to my word, incline your ears unto my saying, let them not depart from your eyes, but meditate, keep them in there uh, before your eyes. Then verse, verse 22 said, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. The word of God is health to your flesh. I believe that if you can meditate on God's word, you won't end up on medication. Because he says that the word of God is health to all their flesh. Get the word of God inside you, please. Please. Develop an appetite for, for God's word. One of the things that show that somebody is growing in the Lord is when they begin to desire God's word. Are you desiring God's word that tells us whether you are growing or not? You play music. This your nice earpods. It's only music and all kinds of kinds of music. You don't even listen to preach. You don't you don't have a, sorry. You don't have a desire for God's word. You are not hungry for God's word. But it says that I desire your word. It says, um, as newborn babes desire. It's so watch this. See the way a, a child Babies, I went off from the babies. They, they, they just depend on milk. They depend, their entire life, guess what? A baby's entire life is dependent on milk. And it says, the Bible says that, as newborn babies, you desire the sincere milk of God's word. You must have a desire. If you don't have a desire, you are not growing. So Christian growth starts with a desire for God's word. That's all I'm trying to say. And when you desire God's word and the word of God is in you, it does not matter where they find you, they can isolate you, you still be doing well. Under any circumstance. Let's go to Psalm, and I'll finish. Psalm 119. Let's leave the rest. Psalm 119, verse 16. Read it. Everybody can open it. Open to it. I will delight myself in your statutes. Now listen. When you read Psalm 1, Psalm, particularly Psalm, or Psalm 119, you will come across certain words like statute, law, testimony, command. All right. So statute, there are five, I think. Statute, precepts, testimony, command, law, and your word. They all mean the word of God. So for instance, to say that your statutes are my delight. It's trying to say your word is my delight. Sometimes it says that I love your testimony. It means I love your word. Are you getting it? So when you read Psalm 119, you come across statute, um, word, law, precepts, command, and testimony. They all mean the same thing. Having that in mind, let's read verse 24. Your testimonies also are... So what does testimony there mean? The word of God. Okay, read it. Your testimonies also are my delight and what my are they counselors. To me? My, delight. my delight. Your word is my delight. You want to grow? Develop a delight, some delight in God's way. Develop it. Listen, brothers and sisters, can I tell you something? I didn't start out like this. I didn't just arrive here. I've always delighted in God's word since I got born again about 30 years ago. I always will be studying my Bible. And one of the things I just can't do is, when I study my Bible, I'm looking for somebody to share with. When you come around me, I'll be sharing with you. I say, look at what I've seen. I get so excited and animated about God's word. 
That's what has brought me where I am. When I'm preaching, can't you tell I love God's way? Genuinely, my delight is in the word of God. That's why I just want to, you know, I can preach, I can pray. We can start praying, people will be falling, receive, receive it. I prefer you receiving God's word. God, that is the only thing that will guarantee your spiritual growth. Psalm 119 verse 35. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for yeah. I delight in it. I do what? I delight in your commandment. Verse 47. And I will delight myself in your commandments, ah. which I love. Hallelujah. I said I love your commandment, and I'll delight myself in it. Verse 48. My hands also I will lift up to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. He said, I love your commandments. Are you a Christian? Do you love his commandments? When I'm talking about commandments, I'm not talking about Ten Commandments, please. What do I mean? The word of God. If you don't have a soft spot for the word of God, you're either not a Christian or you are not growing. Because he said, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word. Your entire existence is built, spiritual existence is built around God's word. It's built around the word of God. Please, don't let anybody look down on you because they know, of, they know about your past. Everybody has a past. Everybody has a past. Some of you, unfortunately, you could, before you could say Jack, they've introduced you to all kinds of things. But it doesn't, it doesn't determine where your future is. Once word of God comes in, it changes everything. Do you understand what I'm saying? So don't let Satan hijack your future with your past. When Satan tells you about your past, tell him about his future. But your future is only secure and safe and certain when the word of God finds its place. Delight, delight, delight. Do you love God's word? Why is it that you have, you, 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 there's no Bible app on your phone? Sometimes you can't even download the Bible app that reads the Bible. It's reading the Bible. It's reading the Bible. I'm always doing audio Bible or listening to preaching. So some of you are wondering, but how does he remember all these things? Because I don't have space for a lot of things. All my life, for the past um, six years or so, all my life I only listen to preaching or Bible, audio Bible being read. That's all. I don't even listen to music, no Christian music. I'm not saying it's bad, but I want more of God's word. Oh, but Christian music today, put word, word, word. I want the raw one. <laughs> Let's read it to me. I'm not saying if you listen to Christian music. Some of you, you are, you are so shameful. You don't even listen to Christian music. That's for you. But, but are you getting me? So you may hear me quoting scriptures and quoting scriptures. I'm not, I'm not using notes. Because I'm always, I say, God is my witness. I love God's word. I'm genuine about this thing. I'm genuine about it. I'm genuinely in love with God's word. You are not in love with God if you don't love his word. Sometimes, my sister, sometimes when I'm about to read my Bible, you know, I don't know how many of you have been, ever been hungry, very hungry, and they ordered some nice Chinese with um, ribs. You, you look forward to it with excitement. I'm telling you the truth. There are times when I'm, not every time, but most times, I'm coming to read my Bible and I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. My, my soul desires God's word. I, I, just, I just look forward to sitting down and start reading my Bible because I know I'm going to see God inside it. I, I know I'm going to see. I desire, I hunger, I hunger for God's word. I, that's what makes me the kind of Christian I am. 
It's not because I went to Bible school and I can preach. But the word of God is my delight. I love God's word. I, I love God's word. So it makes sometimes it makes me so helpless and vulnerable. I just need I'm desperate. I'm thirsty for God's word. I just love it. I love God's word. I love it. I love God's word. How come you say you love God? It's the music you love. It's the feelings you are getting. Let's finish this time. Thank you. Psalm 119, verse 72. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and of better silver. Better to me than thousands of coins and gold. 92. 92. Unless your law had been my delight. Unless would, your law has been my what? Delight. Yeah. I would then have perished in my affliction. Wow. The reason why afflictions come and you are not perishing because the word of God is your delight. It's not because a pastor was praying for you. But because the word of God was your delight. Verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. How I love you. Say, how I love your law. Say, oh, how I love your law. This is what distinguishes Christians from non-Christians. Growing Christians from non-growing Christians. The word of God you love. So I'm just trying to help you notice who you really are. Because you don't have a heart for God's word. I wonder if you're a Christian or if you're a Christian. No wonder you're not growing. I know if you don't have a heart for God's word, you'll be sinning easily. You'll be sinning. Sin will find its place around you. Psalm 1, 1, 1, 1 verse 103. One, how sweet are your words to my taste? <laughs> they say, how sweet to my taste? Wow. Verse 111. Your testimonies I have taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. They are the rejoicing of my heart. Verse 113. I hate the double-minded, but I love your law. I love your law. Say, I love your law. Love your law. Verse 127. Therefore, I love your commandments more than gold. I love your commandments more than gold. More than Balenciaga. Yeah. You want to love God's commandments so you will not fall into all kinds of temptations. You are doing drugs because you look for money. But he said, I love your law more than money, more than gold and silver. Some of you come to church. You know some of your friends, they vacation, they are going to do work. No, I can't come to church. I'm, doing, I'm going to make some money because I want to go touring the world. You see, when you serve God, life will serve you. Touring the world has never been my objective. Loving the world has always been my drive. I've always wanted to do God's work and be in church. But if you take God seriously, He's preparing a future for you. You understand what I'm saying? He's preparing a future for you. Let's finish this. Verse 159. Consider how I love your precepts. Ah. Revive me, O Lord, according Con to your loving kindness. I love your precepts. You know, precepts, I told you, is the word of God. Revive me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. One, six, seven. My soul keeps your testimonies, mm. and I love them exceedingly. I love your testimonies. How? Exceedingly. exceedingly. The last one, verse 174. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. What is my delight? You want to be a strong Christian? When they say there's no fellowship anytime, you can do well. 
because you love his law. God bless you for listening to this message. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and visit www.caris.org for videos and upcoming events. Remember, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer.